All right, y'all. Good evening. Yours truly. I'm just gonna make sure. Yeah, got you know you gotta make sure things are on. Do not disturb. Right. Good evening. Yours truly, Doctor Barry Perry, your favorite board certified internist, bringing you another episode of the Real Physician Reacts. And this week's episode is one that saddens me, especially as a physician, um, especially with the patient population I typically take care of, uh, because it. And this got sent to me, right? So, you know, quick backstory. So, I have a great friend of mine, um, lawyer who works on estate planning, and uh, I have a financial planner who works on estate planning, right? So, I, I talked, I'm always talking to people who are always about, like, all right, how do you prepare for the future? How do you prepare for the loved ones, right? So, that's always the discussion, like, on in my head, right? Like, what do I do for the future? And I understand as a physician, especially when patients come to see me one of the biggest hurdles of them even coming to see me, right, is the fact that the fear that they're going to get this huge medical bill after they're done talking to me. I know that that keeps a lot of people from even going to see their primary care doctor for like a regular checkup. So, of course, imagine when I get sent this letter here, uh, this, this article from GoFundMe itself, right? I'm pretty sure a lot of people who catch this are familiar with GoFundMe. I get this from GoFundMe itself, essentially giving people a guide on how to raise money from a crowdfunding standpoint for medical bills. Imagine how sad that is, right? That we have gotten so normalized in this country here to have crippling medical debt, right? And and when I say crippling, and, and I don't I want I don't want people to, you know, be hyperbole with what the number is, right? The average person has medical debt ranged between five hundred to two thousand dollars, right? Like on average. Not everyone, but on average. There are a lot of people who if they got a two thousand dollar bill right now, would be messed up for a couple months. Right. So I don't want us to conflate you know, 500 to 2,000 as being nothing, right? The average medical debt here in this country is, ranges from about 500 to 2,000, just depending on where you're watching that, right? So we've gotten so bad in this country here and so comfortable with the fact that we're having crippling medical debt that even GoFundMe has to give us tips and guides on how to like better source money from various sources, right? And that's sad. Like if, if anyone has had a chance to even just check a GoFundMe out and just like, cause you can look by categories and stuff and just see what are some of the reasons why people are even having GoFundMes for, uh, plenty of them, plenty of them have to deal with like deaths, right? And again, we could, that's a whole different discussion as far as estate planning, wills and everything. That's a whole different life insurance. Uh, I'm not a, like no life insurance provider, so I, I can't really tell you nothing about that. But a lot of people are running GoFundMe's just to pay for medical bills, whether it be for, you know, insulin products, uh, whether it be for chemotherapy medications. Like a lot of people, whether it be that they, they had to go to the hospital because their family member had a heart attack or a stroke, and now they have all of these bills they have to deal with. So this is unfortunately a very common occurrence. Like I said, if you just check the GoFundMe site, there's a lot of people out there like who need money for you know medical related issues, right? So of course you see this here, right? Raise more money with GoFundMe and this guy. And let me just tell you some of the tips on this guy, which I actually think are good. Um, but again, as a physician, I'm saddened. 
First one, ask a trusted friend or family member to help write your fundraiser. So they're saying right from the beginning, get someone to help you write in the paragraph what you're going to say when you're asking people right to help donate you fund right number two don't be afraid to tell your story so many people a lot of times will keep the sadness of whatever happened in their situation because they feel like all right this only happened to me this doesn't happen to anyone else then they write their story and realize like wow a lot of people are affected by this um tell your story through photos right again this is gofundme this is the site that is saying, hey, come post your, you know, your, uh, you know, your, 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 your well wishes here, right? They're giving you the tips, right? And again, I am saddened, right? I'm like, it, it sucks knowing that so many people have to do this because I know what happens, right? And we're going to talk about this tonight. I know what happens like prior to getting to this point here. Right. I know what happens. Like share your fundraising on social media, of course. Share it beyond social media. Keep everyone in the loop. Show gratitude. Again, these are some great tips, right? Some great tips. But unfortunately, we are in a country where you have to have like these types of blog posts because we're so okay with having medical debt. Like we're so okay with the fact that people have medical debt that makes it so that they have to choose whether to feed their kids, put gas in their car, pay their mortgage, or pay for medications. These, this, this is real life choices people are having to make on a day-to-day -day basis. Again, I, t I take care of a lot of patients who run into the same issue. So I know quite well like what that experience is like, especially from like the physician side. And let me show you what happens, right? Because again, before people get to the point where they have medical debt, what typically happens is they avoid us. So they don't eat, like when they're feeling ill, when they're feeling sick, guess what? They stay at home. When they're, Or even worse, let's think about it. When they're feeling ill, when they're feeling sick, they go to work, right? They drop their kids off still at school. They still take their kids to daycare. Why? Because they can't afford to be sick. We live in a country where we cannot afford to be sick because we know if like the wrong sickness happens to us at the wrong time, we'll be on GoFundMe asking for money. We'll be on GoFundMe trying to figure out how am I going to pay for this next bill? And when you have people who will delay medical care or hide their illnesses, um, uh, yeah, oh, I appreciate you. I, I got this shirt from someone on TikTok. Uh, someone asked me, uh, you know, they, they like this shirt. I, I wish I knew the person's TikTok name, um, but I got it from, it was, I saw someone on TikTok, uh, you know, on that scientific tab, uh, and he had a shirt. It was like, oh, this pretty cool shirt. Um, sorry about it. Sorry, sorry for the, uh, uh, the segue. But so we have so many people who will delay medical care, will put off medical care, will act like it's not even happening. And men, I'm talking to you, I'm talking to the men right now. The women, the women, I know y'all are, y'all, y'all, when y'all are sick, y'all coming. But like, again, y'all hide from us too. But the men especially will act like they're Superman and act like there's no issues, no concerns, even though they're hurting, even though they don't feel good, even though they could be peeing blood. And again, I wish I was joking when I said, I'd be having men come to the hospital and their biggest issue is like, oh, doc, I, you know, when I, sometimes when I pee, I see blood in there. And they're so nonchalant with it. And I'm like, how long this has been going on? Oh, for a few months. And I know the, I'm like, so of course, in my mind, you know me, I'm calm, collective. 
I'm screaming on the inside because I'm like, what took you so long to come see me? But unfortunately, I know the back reason, right? Because they don't want to end up like this, right? They, no one wants, no one wants to have to set up a GoFundMe page to figure out how they're going to pay for the medication. No one wants to set up a GoFundMe page to figure out how they're going to pay, you know, for the physical therapy because their relative just had the stroke, right? No one, no one wants these things. But the reality that we live in this country is that a lot of people are in this situation. And fortunately for us, there are people who, you know what, they're they're like, you know what, I'm going to put my pride to the side and I'm going to type some words up to get to GoFundMe. And GoFundMe is like, let me help you out. Let me help you out because I know you I know you want to like when you come on here, you're going to see thousands of people doing the same thing. I want you to stand out. And again, that's that. Right. And I want, I want to talk about some things. Right. Because when we talk about medical debt, right, I think a lot of times people only focus on the health aspect of it, which is bad. Right. Again, I, I talked about delay of care. I talked about in, inequality of care, because guess what? If you delay care, or if you don't see me, guess what? When you do finally see me, you're going to see me at a much later instance, which means if you have any problem, it's going to be much more advanced. And like when I talked about prostate cancer last week, if I catch something at a more advanced state, I have less options to treat. And if I have less options to treat, that's a worse prognosis for you. Right. But let's talk about some other issues associated with just having medical debt. Right. Because I want I want us to make sure like we it, it hits home. Right. When we talk about having medical debt. Right. There are social and I got, I got a nice little article here. Um, for those may know, I also post this uh, recording on my YouTube page and my podcast. It will be out tomorrow and yeah, tomorrow and Saturday. Um, links in the bio. Right. So I'll have all the links that I'm mentioning here uh, again. Credit risk. Like, do you, do you, some people may not realize it, but, um, you know, in the past year and a half, uh, you know, fortunately, again, President Biden was able to pass some legislation that made it so that we couldn't even have medical debt on our credit report because so many people not only were going to the hospital, getting sick and then couldn't pay the bill. And now it's now it's affecting their credit, right? Because now they're getting sent to collections. And now it's affecting their credit. So now all of a sudden they may want to get a house. They can't even get a house because they couldn't afford right that medical treatment they got two years ago. Right. So fortunately, we have legislation that was able to kind of wipe off uh, medical collections. I think it's under under five under five hundred under a thousand um, after the year. And if it's paid off, it's completely wiped off, completely wiped off. But like imagine you used to have paid medical even after you paid the bill. You used to have paid collections sit on your credit report, hurt your credit score, right? Because you couldn't afford it, right? Again, this is how medical issues is now affecting the person, right? I can't get a house. I can't get a car, right? Like I, there's certain jobs. I don't know if you realize there's certain jobs that if your credit score ain't good, you can't work there, right? Like, so there are certain things that are, yeah, credit score is definitely a scam. Um, there are certain things that, again, like the medical debt has transcended. Um, I talked about housing, uh, recreational issues, stress in and of itself. If I can't pay my bills, you best believe that my blood pressure is going to be higher. You best believe that I'm not going to be eating the way I need to be eating. You best believe I'm not going to sleep the way I need to sleep, right? Because I have to make life and death choices because for a lot of people, this is life and death choices. I have to make life and death choices to try to make it to tomorrow. And I cannot be worried that I can't pay this bill today. Like that cannot be on the forefront of my mind. 
Now, someone mentioned emotional issues, 100%. 100%, if you are dealing with the emotional stress of a bill that you know you can't afford, like the amount of people, and I'll, get, again, I'll give you the scenario, the amount of people who, when I'm taking care of patients in a hospital, they're like sick. And they're not sick because of all of the issues and what really brought them here. They're sick, worried about the bill that's coming. And I have to explain to people, and for those, a quick little lesson for those who may not know, when you're in a hospital, like let's say you're uninsured or underassured, like don't worry about the bill right now. Because once it's all said and done, you can go to the hospital and say, hey, you know what? I can't afford this. Like, let's, we got to knock some stuff off here. I like, like, yeah, this person's not going to get paid $2,000. Like you, there's a lot of financial assistance that can be occurred that can occur after the fact. But I try to tell him, I said, do not worry about the bill right now. We are going to make sure like, don't even worry about the bill. Do not worry about the bill. Let's worry about getting you out of the hospital. And then I'm going to give you, you know, the points of who to talk to the whatever crazy bill they send you, like you can cut it. Right. So so this is what people on a like day to day basis, especially in the hospital setting, is having to deal with the fact that, like, I don't even know if I can afford right the care. Right. So not only like while I'm getting treatment, am I worried about the care that I'm getting? I don't know if I can afford the care like after the fact. Like, so after I leave the hospital, all right, what hospital bills are coming to me? After the fact, what are these medications that are giving me? Can I afford the medications that are giving me? Like, these are issues that people have to deal with on a day-to-day basis. And it's a scary, a scary sight. But it's become, again, it's become so normal, right? That now GoFundMe, right? Again, I point back to it, right? GoFundMe, again, this 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 just posted, what, you know, two days ago, right? GoFundMe saying, hey, I got some tips for you. And we shouldn't be like, oh my gosh, shout out to GoFundMe for dropping some great game on us. We should be like, man, like how sad is it that even GoFundMe has to give us, you know, tips on try to help pay our medical bills because that's how bad it is. Because this medical care is expensive. I will tell you, the medical care is expensive. Of course, a lot of people point out to doctors, yes, the doctors come with a cost. Uh, But if you're in a hospital setting, just that building alone comes with a cost. The medications they give you, even down to like the Tylenol, even down to the Tylenol is going to cost you some bread. When you talk about any, if any other of specialists like cardiologists, gastroenterologists, boom, that's a cost. Any imaging studies they do, that's a cost, right? There are so many things that cost once you're in the system. And then if I send you home and then I say, hey, take this new medication here. And then all of a sudden you go to the pharmacy and your pharmacist tell you that, hey, this medication costs $200. And you're like, hold on. Like, What? Like, what am I supposed to like? Like, I I don't have two hundred dollars to spend on this medication here. That's that's going to last for one month, and then you telling me the next one I got to spend another two hundred dollars. Like, I just don't have it. So this is the this is the the plight that we are in as healthcare providers and those who and those who are taking care of people because they have to understand that hey, you know what, like. I got to take care of my patient, but I got to recognize if I don't do what I need to do for my patient right now, if I don't do what I need to do for my patient right now and trying to educate them, like they're, they're one, they're going to hate me. 
right? The amount, the amount of people, right? It's again, I don't take it personal. The amount of people who will look at, uh, especially when they lead a hospital or lead a rehab, but lead a hospital, and then they they're calling, you know, our services like, hey, like, is there any way Dr. Pierre can? And I'm like, just go ahead and wave the bill. Don't even. Don't, we're we're not here to fight it. We're not here to do any like you know negotiation. Just wave it, like. Like, cause I understand what it is. And this, and I'm not just talking about people who may be uninsured, because I think a lot of times we always focus on those who are uninsured, but there's a lot of folks out here who are underinsured. There's a lot of folks that if you had, to, even you got insurance right now, you pay for insurance every single month. If you had to go to the emergency room right now, it's probably, I'll say $150 copay. If you get admitted to the hospital, and let's say you get admitted to the hospital, but you're there for less than 24 hours. Again, well, this is more medical billing stuff. All of a sudden, like you may be responsible for like 25% of everything that happened. And I can assure you in 24 hours, the hospital can run up a pretty significant bill. Now, let's say you're in there for an extended period of time. All of a sudden, yes, you are, you are insured. You have insurance. You have an insurance card, but your deductible may be three to $5,000. So you're not you're not like the person who doesn't have insurance. You're a person who actually had insurance, but you didn't even realize, all right, like that my insurance is not even gonna pay for nothing until I pay three thousand dollars first. Right? And this is the reality that a lot of people run into the first time they run into the hospital. They're like, Hold on, I got I got a deductible? Like, hold on, how much do I have to pay? Like it's mind blowing for a lot of people. But again, that I, that's why I always tell my patients, do not worry about the bill right now. Do not worry about the bill. We're going to get we're, that bill's coming down. Right. But I, I again, I should not have to be in that position. I shouldn't have to be in a position where not only am I counseling my patients on, you know, their health related issues, whether it be stroke, heart attack, pneumonia, you know, broken bone. Like I should not only have to focus on that, but also let them know that, hey, financially, like these are some ways uh, that you're going to stay above water. Right. So you don't have to worry about the fact. Right. And and I think that is where we, um, especially in this country here, I think that's where like it, it some drastic thing has to change. Right. Like it has to be some drastic effect uh, to move forward because more and more people are going to go to GoFundMe more. And, you know, whatever. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm pretty sure there's other GoFundMe like sites, but more and more people are going to go to site are going to have to, I don't want to say go to, are going to have to go to sites like this and have to read blog posts like this on tips on how to raise money to pay medical bills, right? The, the first, if we don't do nothing, like if we don't do nothing, right, this is going to become such a common place that people are going to look at you like, hold on, you didn't put nothing on GoFundMe yet? Like you're asking me for money for your bills, but you didn't like, did you, where's your GoFundMe page? Right. Like it's going to be that. And I never, I never, trust me, y'all, I never want it to be common where we are asking people, do they have a GoFundMe page? Again, I can, I can go on a whole little rant on, you know, when people die and don't have life insurance, that's a whole different discussion. Right. But like when it comes to our medical bills, like we should never be at a point right where we're saying like, hey, like, did you put it on GoFundMe yet? Did you ask GoFundMe? Did you ask other people, right, to help you pay, right? No, we should be asking, like, all right, like, how do I get to the point where I don't have to 
rely on GoFundMe and crowdfunding and other you know opportunities such as that to pay for my insulin, to pay for you know chemotherapy, to pay for physical therapy, right? I should not have to rely on these you know modalities like to pay our bills, right? So it's it's gonna be a it's gonna be a it's gonna be a system wide approach, right? Like and again, I'm just looking at just all of these health disparities and you know community access for sure, especially if you have bad medical debt. Uh, we talked about bankruptcies, right? Again, people were going bankrupt because they couldn't pay bills, y'all. People were going and are going bankrupt because they can't pay medical bills. Like no one is expecting you to be healthy 100% of the time. So we should also not expect you to have to go bankrupt if you happen to be one of the people who get sick. Like if you get bankrupt, you should you should not be concerned. Like, you know what? I may get kicked out of my house. I may not afford, you know, my next car note. I may not afford to be able to put kids, uh, kids, uh, put food on my kids table. Like these are questions that we should not be thinking about in this country. This country is way too advanced. We have way too much money in this country, right, for people to go in debt because they they got sick. Like we this we're, we're, we're we I'm hoping I'm hoping we are too far advanced for this to be the case. Right. For this, again, lovely picture. I'm not sure what's going on with the girl here. For those of my podcast listeners, I'm pointing to the picture uh, of the GoFundMe. Like there's this girl. She has an eye patch uh, over her left eye. Um, and I'm assuming she has some type of medical, you know, issue associated with that. And that's why they use that picture. I don't know. Right. But like, like this, again, this should not be commonplace. We should not be okay with this being commonplace. Right. And as a healthcare provider, as not only a healthcare provider, I have a master's in public health as well, too. So I look at it from just a, from a public health perspective and looking at it as a group, as a public health, you know, professional, like we should be thinking about like, what are we going to do to stop this? Like it, cause it, unfortunately the cat's out of the bag. Like we, like we've gotten here. Like it's, we're, it's already here. Because if it wasn't already here, GoFundMe itself would not have to post a guy to help raise money on their site if you have a medical problem. Like, go this again, this is off of GoFundMe site. Like, they're posting it because they're saying, hey, we see so many of y'all who are trying to raise money. Let's give you some tips, right? So the cat's out of the bag. So we got to try to put the cat back in the bag. And it's it takes... It takes, you know, healthcare providers, public health professionals, governments, right? It takes, you know, again, just regular people saying like, all right, this is crazy. This is crazy. And we should not be okay with this. We should not be okay with my fear of having to go bankrupt if I get sick. We should not be okay, right, with the fear that, you know what, I don't even want those problems. And because I don't want those problems, I'm going to act like they're not even here. Like that is that's just it. It's, it's a sickening, sickening, uh, you know, place to be in. Right. So, again, uh, I just had to talk about that this week, man, because, you know, someone sent this uh, article to me. Like I said, you know, like I, said, I was I was in the, you know, estate planning type discussion mode and I got this article and I was just like, wow, that that sucks. Right. Like, I, you know, flat. I said I said some profane words, but like. It was pretty much, man, that sucks, right? Like, that don't make no sense whatsoever, right? So, again, um, I appreciate everyone for joining the live. Again, we do this every Thursday evenings. You're truly Dr. Barry Pierre. 